Good afternoon, and welcome to Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet. This is your host, Cindy McGurl, bringing you the music of jazz drummer Paul Modian. Music he created, music he inspired, and music he was inspired by. I want to thank my sponsors for the show here at Community Radio WRFR Low Power 93.3 FM Rockland, Maine. And they are the Dowling Walsh Gallery and the Curator on Main Street in Rockland and Rockport Automotive in Rockport. Each week I bring you a combination of music and readings from the Palmodian Archive. So stay tuned for this week's show. afternoon. Today's show is being recorded for November 2nd, 2020. And the theme is once again, Gary Peacock and Paul Modian. We're on part five and there will be a part six. I'm going to mostly feature Marilyn Crispell on piano, Gary Peacock on double bass and Paul Modian on drums from the 1997 uh, ECM album they did Nothing Ever Was Anyway, the music of Annette Peacock. And I'm going to read an interview that Marilyn Crispell did with Bill Shoemaker after that album came out for um, Jazz Times. And um, Gary and Annette were married um, at one time. And she's uh, really a great composer. And we're going to do a little comparing from um, a couple of Paul Blay albums where he also played some of Annette's music. Um, and I think they were married to too also later on after Gary and uh, Annette got divorced. And, um, and, and uh, Annette is still playing music. You can, um, if you Google her, her, some of her new stuff will come up. Uh, I think she's a pretty amazing musician. So we're going to start out the show with Open to Love. Such a great title.
That was Paul Modian's song, Conception Vessel and Circle Dance, from the 2001 ECM album Amaryllis um, with Marilyn, Gary, and Paul. And um, Paul really liked that album. And at the top of the set, we heard Open to Love and Annette Peacock tune. And I'm going to read a little bit. So this is um, Marilyn Crispell, Open to Collaboration by Bill Shoemaker for Jazz Times. Anyone with a cursory familiarity with the music of Marilyn Crispell and the aesthetics of Manfred Eicher is bound to experience at least a moment of cognitive dissonance at the idea of the uncompromising avant-garde pianist recording for ECM. What common ground could Crispell and the intensely focused founder of the Munich-based label possibly find, allowing the pianist an unprecedented forum for her often riveting music and giving Eicher an album that would be consonant with the bulk of the label's output? They found extremely fertile terrain in the music of Annette Peacock, who, despite making several intriguing albums featuring her voice, piano, and compositions, remains best known as the writer of many of the most arresting items in pianist Paul Blais' discography. Peacock has a rare ability to cut to the emotional quick of the material within just a few notes to extract a graceful lyricism from the most irregular fragmentary line and to make silences scream and beckon. For Eicher, Peacock's music provided a line of continuity to some of ECM's earliest and most enduring albums, such as Blaze's masterful solo program, Open to Love. For Crispell, her immersion into Peacock's music coincided with her reassertion of a plain-spokenness in her frequently complex, challenging compositions and improvisations. The resulting album, Nothing Ever Was Anyway, is a triumph of the potentially corrosive collaborative process. This was a project that would have steamrolled a less assured artist, as Crispell was working with an exacting composer, arguably the strongest-willed, hands-on producer in the industry, and two musicians with decades-long experience with Annette Peacock's music, bassist Gary Peacock and drummer Paul Modian. Yet Crispell clearly... Eicher's decision to expand the album to two discs in mid-production speaks to the captivating quality of the music. Using Blaze's interpretations and some of Crispell's recent albums to, to triangulate, it becomes plain that Crispell has adroitly brought in unvarnished emotionalism to an arcane body of work, a quality that is increasingly important in her work. What is especially striking about Crispell's interpretations is her acute awareness that the pathos of Peacock's music is prone to overinflation. Accordingly, she frequently uses, compared to Blay, a deliberate attack to let the intrinsic dramatic qualities of Peacock's music unfold in the resonance of ECM's patented engineering. Strangely, this development in Crispell's music has not been welcomed among Europe's more hardline, orthodox, avant-garde critics, who all but threaten excommunication for Crispell's inclusion of works by Peacock, Coltrane, and Bill Evans in her recital repertoire. 
In a perverse way, the stereotypes Crispell shattered with her ascent through the almost exclusively male ranks of the avant-garde have transmogrified to pose a new double standard. Interpreting standards is perfectly okay for an Anthony Braxton, but it smacks of heresy when Crispell performs or records The Night Has a Thousand Eyes or Evans' Time Remembered. Quote, on a certain level, you can't win no matter what you do, so I have to please myself and be honest with myself. Crispell recently remarked, with a matter of fact, I've seen it all at least once, composure. If I play music that I am commonly associated with, some people will criticize it for being avant-garde with a capital A. If I play more lyrical material, some people have problems with that. Somebody will always hate what you do, but hopefully somebody will love it too.
That was two versions of Nothing Ever Was Anyway, the Annette Peacock composition. Uh, the last one was from the 1968 Limelight album Mr. Joy with Paul Blay on piano, Gary Peacock on bass, and a Billy Elgart on drums. And, be, and before that, we heard the version from the ECM 1997 album that we're featuring today with Marilyn Crispell, Gary Peacock, and Paul Modian. I'm going to read a little bit more from the article by um, Bill Shoemaker for Jazz Times in an interview with Marilyn Crispell about this album. And this is, quote, Marilyn talking. I think the lyrical areas of my music have always been there, but I have been allowing myself to develop them in the past few years 
and the project with Annette's music is an important part of that process. It has to do with opening up as a human being and letting that vulnerable part of myself emerge. I don't know why that is happening now entirely. Maybe because I'm getting old enough that I don't care what anybody thinks and I'll do what I damn well please. When I started in this business, it was very important to come out fighting in the most intense way I could so I could be heard and accepted. Now I don't feel I need to do that at the same level. When I first heard Annette's music on the Paul Blay record, Mr. Joy, it jumped out at me. I was struck by its similarities to contemporary classical music. She goes to very unexpected places. She's very original. Annette says she is self-taught, but she's had a lot of influences from classical music and jazz. Her mother was a violist in a symphony orchestra, so she has had all of this music in her background and her ears. But Annette's concept is very original. I don't think I could ever do what she does. I have certain things sewn in my head. A goes to B and B goes to C. That's a very hard thing to get rid of. But Annette is coming from a totally different clean slate place where A goes to Q and Q goes to G minus H plus Z and it works. There's also the thing about being a woman. She said on occasion that my being a woman affected the way I related to her music. I know that almost everything she has written is a song with lyrics about specific emotional circumstances. Even though my music is not about particular emotional circumstances, I like to think it goes deep and connects with all that. That's why her music spoke to me, because it goes deep and bypasses everything that is superficial.
We heard both from Nothing Ever Was Anyway with our featured album today, Marilyn Crispell, Gary Peacock, and Paul Modian playing the music of Annette Peacock. And then we heard from the 1999 ECM album, Not Two, Not One, the song Intente with Gary by Gary Peacock with Paul Blay on piano, Gary Peacock on bass, and Paul Modian on drums. And I'm going to finish reading the interview by Bill Shoemaker with Marilyn Crispell for Jazz Times. This is Marilyn speaking. I had transcribed Gesture Without Plot from one of Paul's records, so when I heard she had moved to Woodstock, I wanted to check the correctness of the transcription, and I contacted her. Luckily, she had heard of me from musicians like Roger Turner in England, where she had lived for 20 years. We began to hang out, and she would play some of her earlier recordings, which are great. I presented the idea of doing a solo piano record of her music to her. She suggested doing something with Gary Peacock, who lived nearby, and then the idea evolved into the idea of a trio that included Paul Modian, who I had played with years ago. I invited her to become intimately involved with the project. Since she was the composer, I wanted to play them the way she wanted them to be. Her scores look like pieces of classical music, although some of the pieces have chord changes written in. She's very particular about the voicings and the tempo. She says they are songs and should be played as songs, not laborious, slow, and overdone. Annette wanted this to be the definitive recording of these songs, so she worked with me a lot on the interpretations, and she conducted many of the pieces at the recording sessions, so that the tempos, the time changes, and the rubatos could be exactly the way she wanted. Her conducting worked very well for me. Looking back, it would have been very difficult to imagine doing it without her. It would have been a totally different project. It was close to a year from having the concept, contacting Manfred Eicher at ECM, and recording the music. Manfred's contributions as a producer were incredible. He had some ideas I never would have thought of, such as the tone of the improvisations for several pieces. On one very delicate, slow piece, I had wanted to do an improvisation that continued that feeling, but he had the idea of doing something completely different. I was unsure that it would work, even as I tried it, but after I heard it back, I thought it was a brilliant idea. He also had some strong ideas about the placement of the pieces on the CD. I would have tended to do slow, fast, slow, fast, and he suggested putting several slow pieces and some faster pieces together, which really brought a special order to the CD. We did two versions of Nothing Ever Was Anyway and liked both of them, so Manfred put one at the beginning and one at the end, comparing it to the Goldberg variations, where you return at the end to the opening theme. But with Annette's music, you've arrived at a totally different place.
Stay tuned for more Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet after the top of the hour. And remember that you can also hear this podcast online anytime. Check out jazzcloset.blogspot.com and the Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet Facebook page. Welcome back to the second hour of Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet. This is your host, Cindy McGurl, bringing you the music of jazz drummer Paul Modian here at Community Radio WRFR, Low Power, Rockland, Maine. And I want to thank my sponsors for the show, the Dowling Walsh Gallery and Curator on Main Street in Rockland and uh, Rockport Automotive. So we're going to continue on with some more music with Gary Peacock and Paul Modian and mostly Marilyn Crispell. Got a few other things in there too. Um, so after they made the album Nothing Ever Was Anyway, they made another album for ECM a few years later called Amaryllis. And um, Paul wrote on Tuesday, February 15, 2000. Music, very good. And uh, he didn't always note that kind of thing, so he must have really liked it. And um, But a few days before that, on February 11th, I noticed that he wrote George Vakian called He Likes Tethered Moon Recording. Um, and I thought that was interesting because um, we played all that Tethered Moon last week. And um, it, a lot, some of that was recorded around the same time. And Paul stayed friendly with Georgia Vakian, who um, was a producer um, for many jazz albums in the, um, I guess he probably started back in the 50s, in the 50s and 60s. And uh, he and Paul got friendly, and um, he uh, managed uh, Keith Jarrett, I believe, back then and produced some of his albums. And um, and they're both Armenian. So I guess they had that in common, but I don't think that's the only reason they were friendly. So we're gonna start out the show. Um, I'm gonna read the liner notes from the Amaryllis album written by Marilyn Crispell. Gary, Paul, and I came to this session with compositions of our own, some of which are recorded on this CD. But for me, the revelation of the session came when Manfred suggested that we play some slow free pieces. What emerged was, possibly, some of the most beautiful music on this album. These pieces, now entitled Amaryllis, Voices, M.E., and Avatar, were not composed, but sound as though they were. There's a great depth of communication, a rare delicacy. It's a very inner space. The revelation of this music somehow was that freedom is not a concept that can be reserved for any one particular style of improvised music. For me, it is both an extension of the past and a new beginning. Gratitude to Gary, Paul, and Manfred for the opportunity to do this recording. Marilyn Crispell. So we're going to start out hearing the tune uh, voices from that album. Thank you. 
We started out that set with voices um, attributed to Paul Modian, but a improvised piece from Amaryllis, a 2001 ECM album with Marilyn Crispell, Gary Peacock, and Paul Modian. And we also ended that set with a second cut from that album, and that is called Avatar, and also improvised by the three players. And in between, we heard two versions of Annette Peacock's tune, Blood. The first one from the 1968 Limelight album, Mr. Joy, with Paul Blay, Gary Peacock, and Billy Elgart. And the second one from our featured album today, uh, Nothing Ever Was Anyway. I think that's an underappreciated album. I really like it. Um, So you should check it out if you can. Available from ECM Records. And um, next up, we're going to hear a cut from the 1999 Satyricon Theater in Essen, Germany. Um, it's a live um, trio recording with Paul Blay, Gary Peacock, and Paul Modian. And um, 19, it's unreleased, but I, I believe it's from the same tour that they did that was recently released as When Will the Blues Leave? by from ECM um but it's got different uh different songs on it and that recording is from Lugano I didn't have time to play any of that today but I did do an, a whole episode on that if you like it you can um search in the Uncle Paul's Jazz Closet blog to find different shows um with topics that you like um and then after that we're going to hear a song called Lucid Air It's a 2016 intact recording called In Motion, and um, Richard Poole, the drummer, organized it, and Marilyn Crispell plays piano and Gary Peacock on bass, and the whole album is sort of a tribute to Paul, and I did do an interview with Richard. He was here in Maine a few years ago in 2016 when the album came out, so if you like that, you could check that out for more, or better yet, buy his uh, CD. And then um, we're going to hear another cut from Not Two, Not One, a 1999 ECM release with Paul Blay, Gary Peacock, and Paul Modian called Set Up Set, um, a Gary Peacock tune. So hope you are enjoying the music and staying safe as you can.
We're going to go to the top of the hour with two versions of Annette Peacock's song, Albert's Love Theme. First one is from the 1970 ECM release, Paul Blay with Gary Peacock, um, recorded in 1968. Paul Blay on piano, Gary Peacock on bass, and Billy Elgart on drums. And then we're going to hear the version from Nothing Ever Was Anyway, a featured album today with Marilyn Crispell, Gary Peacock, and Paul Modian. And I want to urge everybody to vote tomorrow if you haven't already voted and uh, make your voice heard. Uh, I feel like we're really in a dangerous place in this country right now, and um, we need to vote out the the people who are wrecking the country. (laughs) That's my opinion anyway. So um, stay safe when you're voting. Wear a mask. Uh, Coronavirus cases are on the uptick here in Maine. Um, Compared to other places, it's still low, but it's really quite a big jump from what um, we were having only a few weeks ago. We only had about 20 cases a day, and uh, we had over 100 recently. So um, stay safe, everybody, um, and vote, vote, vote.